0: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
1: Hey, guys, on the monorail, heading to Epcot Festival of the Holidays.
2: Oh, my God. Is that Scott from No New Friends? Yeah, why is he drinking milk back there? It's way too hot. Way too hot. Yeah, what?
3: Uh, You know, I'm just, I I love milk, and I'm getting ready for uh, an audition, a dance audition for Disney. You should be on one of our episodes. Oh, I'd love to. Um, We could do uh, the history of the Indiana Jones stunt show.
2: Never. I don't think so. It never works out.
3: No. Okay. Um. I, history of uh, Festival of the Arts. We
2: already
1: did that one. Yeah. Sorry. Uh. History of Once Upon a Time. Uh, you look like an expert on Festival of the Holidays. How about that, uh, Alex? That sound good to you?
2: Yeah, that's perfect. Let's book it. All right. Yeah, but guys, I've never been there. Just nod your head and smile. Let's finish your milk, Scott. <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 236 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Alex. Today, we will be giving the his on Epcot, International Festival of the Holidays. I said Epcot with emphasis like it was Epcot. We're doing the International Festival of the Holidays at Epcot. I think I worded that wrong.
2: Anyway. No, you didn't word it wrong. It's it's Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays,
1: known as I didn't. I didn't do Epcot. I I didn't give Epcot ownership of it. We'll fix it in post. Okay. What? Right now... You're going to fix it in post right now. We're recording live for our goof troop members. And if you're interested in joining the goof troop, head over to our link tree. It's located in the bio of all of our social media and all the episodes. You hit the link tree, go to join our goof troop and you can join our Patreon at $5 tier and up. You are entered into giveaways that we do each month, but uh, for just $2, you can watch us live and have access to all our cutting room floor and early episodes. If you like us, which I guess you would since you're listening to this head over to our YouTube at Diz his pod. We post posted our first ever short and there's going to be more to come. Alex is uh, really excited to post some mini histories on there as well yeah. as Ryan and RJ. So really excited to uh, do that. Uh, still banned on Twitter, guys. Don't know what else to tell you. Still banned on Twitter, unfortunately. Come
2: on, Elon. Ah, it's
1: horrible. But anyway, it, um, I do want to share a couple memories. So, Alex, after you plug whatever you have to plug, I got a couple comments that we had our, on our Instagram posts.
2: All right, I'll send it right back to you when I'm done. Hey, send us an email to dishispod at gmail.com. That's dishispod at gmail.com. Also, go to your podcast platform and give us a five star review. Not Google Podcast, because that's closing down. So don't do that. Yeah, it's don't do that. time. No. Go over to a different podcast platform. If you're using Google Podcast, you know, switch over to Spotify or whatever you want to do. And there, give us a five-star review. If you give us a review on Google Podcast, now's the time to switch over and give us another review because you love us, right? So uh, go ahead and do that for us. Thank you. Back to
1: you, Chris. Thanks, Alex. Now, we got a couple comments on our Instagram post this week that I just wanted to share because we do have a 100% success rate of sharing on this podcast uh, memories that you guys send us. So need to keep that up. The first comment was from CrummyToast9. We asked, what's your favorite memory of the little-known Disney character was? And CrummyToast9 says that their favorite character was a lesser-known character and involved Epic Mickey. When the game came out, I didn't care for it until sometime later when I saw a cutscene with Gus in it. Twas love at first sight. Awesome answer. And we also have a Christy K 87 saying the old Snow White ride at Walt Disney World was her favorite memory of Snow White. Loved it. When I was a CP in 2005, got to ride it occasionally after the park was cleared at night. That's got to be pretty cool. That's got to be pretty cool to be able to ride it at night.
2: Um. So they liked Gus the mouse or Gus the donkey?
1: Yeah. See, I didn't want to talk about it. I have no idea, but I assume it's Gus the donkey no, if that's it's a, oh, gus it's the gremlin mouth. it's gus the gremlin gus the gremlin oh gus the gremlin yeah speaking about gremlins alex we have a guest on this episode he's actually uh he's in the green room right now so he can't hear that i just called him a gremlin oh, I'm, nice. gonna, I'm gonna let him in right now and without any further ado i'd like to welcome to the podcast my co-host on the no new friends podcast scott scott how you doing festival expert let me tell you, thank you guys
3: so much for allowing me to stay in the green room for about an hour now. Uh, it, we it, have a lot of memories. So yeah, I got all my blue M&Ms. Uh, oh, The good, television's good. great. Uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Very ergonomic, so thank you. Yeah, we, we set You're up welcome. the table for you with all your favorite snacks. I'm glad you took full advantage of that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so you are, you are our official festival expert. This is your second festival episode. Uh, we know that you... This is probably one of your favorites, <laughs> I would assume. You know so what's
3: my- really funny, Chris? Uh, I'm glad you brought this up. This is the one I know the least about, to be <laughs> honest
1: with you. So uh, this should be fun. I'm going to learn uh, just as much as you guys are
2: tonight. <laughs> I think I might be... No, I think, Alex, Alex, you've gone to this before, right? So I've been to this a handful of times, but uh we'll get into it later but i don't do too much i just do one thing get in and get out oh perfect <laughs> uh so i think
1: i might be the expert on this episode i actually did uh, go to this once and uh i remember it fondly but for whoever doesn't know what this uh, shindig is epcot's international festival of the holidays is one of four annual festivals held in epcot's world showcase unlock Unlike the other three festivals, which tend to be more flexible in terms of their booths and entertainment, the Festival of the Holidays is often quite similar year by year, showcasing the ways each country celebrates winter holidays. The Candlelight Processional is perhaps the most well-known aspect of this festival, which draws a myriad of visitors annually. If you would like to learn about the other festivals, International Food and Wine Festival was episode 223, Flower and Garden was episode 93, International Festival of the Arts is yet to come, so keep, uh, keep an eye out for that one. I hope I come on like that one's one of my favorites. I love Festival of the Arts. Uh, we booked oh. we booked Remy for that one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. Next time, kid. He, he likes how it's nicknamed Farts. So he so he thought. <laughs> he thought bring him <laughs> so okay, so
3: so let me get this straight. Okay, my favorite two are Festival of the Arts and Food and Wine. Or, I'm sorry, yeah. Flower and Garden. Right. And you have me on for Food and Wine and Festival of the Holidays. I thought it'd be perfect for you. Brilliant pre-planning, guys. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, you know what this th- th- this has expanded over the years because it, it just used to be, and I'm sure you're going to get to this in the history, but it just used to be Candlelight. Yeah. And I've been to Candlelight. I've Me too. Uh, my my son has performed in Candlelight. Uh, he was one of the guest speakers. Is he Neil no, Patrick Harris? Uh, no, no, no. The the choir. In uh, the uh, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been to candlelight a lot. And I didn't even know that this whole other festival thing was going on, you know, in the in the other uh, countries. I was just drinking, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to uh, to what was happening uh, around
1: me. So I don't know how long (laughs) this has been going on. (laughs) Well, you're going to find out, Scott. I'm going to find out. I'm glad you're here. Yeah.
2: Just like every other uh, listener of this is you're going to learn a lot of history today.
3: Yeah, I can't wait. And maybe I maybe I don't like this one because. I love Christmas as is, and I don't like inclusion, so what you know <laughs> I, I you know I, I don't want to know how they celebrate uh, uh you know Christmas in Italy, oh, uh, I'm in America, yeah,
1: you're very vanilla, you just like <laughs> so you I'm go straight vanilla. to the American pavilion and then you leave, yep, I hang out there, yes, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the his on International Festival of the Holidays.
2: Epcot's Festival of the Holiday history doesn't start in Epcot. It doesn't even start in Disney World. It actually started in Disneyland in 1955. That was the inaugural year of Disneyland's first celebrated Christmas, which had Carolers stationed in different locations around the park. This was so popular that the next year, there were 300 members of the Christmas Carolers. By 1957, more and more choirs from different schools joined in on the festivities, ushering in the first year of the Christmas Around the World Parade, which began at Sleeping Beauty's Castle. This celebration would continue becoming more popular every year. So of course, when Walt Disney World opened the Magic Kingdom in 1971, it replicated Disneyland's processional for the holiday season. The event took place in front of Cinderella's Castle, But after a few years, it was moved to in front of the train station. By 1990, the event at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland was being performed twice a year. But due to its growing popularity, Disney decided that they wanted to relocate the festivities to allow more room for more guests to Epcot, which offered more space. Epcot had just launched its Flower and Garden Festival, which was a huge success. So bringing a holiday event to Epcot wouldn't be difficult at all. So 1994. Epcot hosted its first-ever Candlelight Processional, which included an orchestra and a large choir performing holiday songs with a guest speaker who retold the biblical stories of Christmas. The first Epcot speaker was Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show. In 1996, this event would expand into a full-fledged festival beginning around Thanksgiving and running till New Year's. Holidays Around the World was anchored by the Candlelight Processional, but now Epcot would add in some food, beverages, and entertainment from around the world. The different country pavilions would demonstrate and share their holiday traditions. Holidays around the world would become a smash hit with guests, allowing them to experience the holiday traditions of all 11 of the international pavilions. In 1994, the show relocated to Epcot's America Garden Theater, and in 2016, the event was renamed to Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. So
3: it, it, it says that it originally performed twice a year. So did they have a show in December and a show in July?
2: No, I think it's just I, I, like two leading up to Christmas. Oh, just
3: two in the month. Yeah, and leave it, leave it to Disney to make a, a beautiful event all about food
1: and alcohol.
3: Oh, of course, oh, yeah.
1: of course.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's that's uh, that's what Epcot's all about.
1: He's like, he's, it's they take inspiration from you, Scott. Yeah. Anytime you could take advantage, uh, you know, just emphasize the food and drink, they do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's funny about
3: uh, you know Epcot being all about food and drink? They put the most nauseating ride. Or the second most uh, no, the first two uh, most nauseating rides in Epcot. Oh, which the makes other, no uh, sense. Uh, Mission,
2: space. M- Mission Space, Mission <laughs> Space.
3: And, <laughs> What's uh, the other one? And, uh, Cosmic Rewind.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, now yes, the newest one. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. Rewind. So they had to let's, put a trash can out there. <laughs> let's get everybody liquored up
3: uh, with some holiday food, and then go ride Mission Space. Uh, can you
1: imagine some eggnog before Mission Space. Oh, God. oh man. Turns into a 4D uh, ride real quick. Um,
2: <laughs> Hopefully, don't have a talking trash can out front. <laughs> <laughs> can you
1: imagine? <laughs> Scott, so you have a little bit of background with this uh, candlelight processional, then. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works and uh, kind of almost like behind the scenes? Because you said your son sang in it. So, how did he get the chance to sing in it? He auditioned. So, there's an audition process? Is that, are you serious? Yeah. They audition?
3: It's like American Idol for kids. You set up that question beautifully and just like when I set up a transition beautifully and you just like, yeah,
1: yeah, I, know, I was trying so badly to sabotage your sabotage. So, so no, it, 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 they, they
3: choose, they pick from high school uh, choruses yes. in the area yes. and the school applies and they have to send in an audition video mm-hmm. and Disney says, "Okay, we're going to take you. We're going to take you. We're going to take you." What's really exciting about doing that is you get comp tickets. So, like in uh, high school, you get cool. all these comp tickets, and you know you get to go to Disney with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know they really try to have as many singers as possible. And it's a it's a really really neat event, and then even even without the celebrity narrators, it, it, the music is fantastic. I mean, it's the it's Disney quality music and uh, and lighting and you know christmas music but then you throw these big celebrities on there it's it's amazing and and there's always like each decade kind of has this signature the the, the headliner like gary sinise was the headliner for for a couple of years lewis gossett jr was the headliner now it's like neil patrick harris right. so everybody goes yep. mm-hmm. for neil patrick harris but now i think they're going to start transitioning to john stamos because this was like his first ah. year and uh, that was a big draw yeah,
2: yeah. well makes a lot of sense if you want to learn more about candlelight processional you can always listen to this his episode 81 where we did the history on the candlelight processional and uh i also have a lot of experience with candlelight processional actually my brother-in-law singing it as well oh really um with this with his school and uh we used to go every year for like four or five years we'd go watch candlelight processional uh it was something my wife and her family wanted to do so i went along uh handful of times i fell asleep
1: yeah i mean that that's it's very peaceful music
2: just sitting down for such a long period of time yeah it's like
1: church music
3: oh hold on yeah. i don't sit down because in order to sit down alex you're getting there about two hours before the showtime. oh wow uh, people unless not if- your dining package we always do the dining package. Okay, yeah. If you get if you get the dining package, which, Alex, that surprises me about you because I go to the show for free and I just stand in the back and my view is just as good uh, as yours paying a couple hundred dollars for dinner.
2: Yeah, that wasn't my choice. It's never been my choice. <laughs> I was going to say, it's very um, unlike you. It's been something that kind of just happened and uh, I kind of just, uh, you know. Once a year, you get to do what you want to do, I guess. That's yeah, so what I say when
1: I ended up against, you know, just something that just kind of just happened.
2: <laughs> no, but it, in all seriousness, for all but of the food these con- is delicious.
3: <laughs> the food is delicious for all of these concerts. I never I never get in line. Uh, like, I, I don't have time to sit there for two hours to see a
2: concert. Five and you know, five songs or. And that's why when you said like, oh, Alex, you, you've seen this a lot. Yeah, we'll go. But we'll go and we'll have like. A late breakfast or early lunch at a place and then we'll go stay in line for two hours mm-mm, mm-mm. because even even having the, the tickets to get in, the guaranteed seat if you want to have an actual good seat, which we always had, you have to stand there and actually get in line because even if you have a seat, you still have to get there early enough to get a good little seat which they always wanted a good seat because when we went, one of our family friends, one of her instructors is in the band so we just had someone to look forward to watching, which means that we try to get a good spot. And we had a good spot one year that my daughter was dancing in the, um, in the middle area when they were dancing. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, said, look at that girl dance. Oh, wow. Oh,
1: that's pretty cool.
2: Wow. And that's
1: pretty – yeah, that's
2: awesome. But let's be honest. And, like, that, and look at that man sleeping.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that theater is so small. Every every seat's a good seat. I mean, it's, it is. It's you're right. It's yeah. tiny. You're right.
2: You're right. You're but right.
3: Honestly, Alex, I mean, like I've stood in the back and I can see everything just fine. And and it's amazing. And I don't have to crawl over people to go get another Bud Light from the uh, mm-hmm. the cart right behind me. It's right there behind me. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And I don't have to fight people getting out. I hate having to wait for people to 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 get up. I'm one of those people on the airplane. I stand up as soon as the doors open.
2: Oh my god! Are you serious? Clapping, right? Yeah, right after (laughs) I get done clapping. Are you serious? I sit until everyone leaves, then I get off. No, 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 no. I'm not going to sit there standing crouched over because. No, because I don't the, want
3: the idiot behind me to, to like take my place. Like it's my, when it's my turn, it's my turn. Yeah, I don't want no, someone I, to like, I'm pretty you aggressive, know, be overambitious. Yeah. And, and, oh, wow. I let everyone go in front of me because
2: I don't care. Mm-mm,
3: no. So I like to be in the back of candlelight and then I'm just on to my next beverage. <laughs>
1: So, Chris, you never watched Candlelight? No, I did for about, I don't know, like maybe like 60 seconds while I was there. Cal Ripken Jr. Mm -hmm. was uh, was speaking and I had to squint really, really hard to see who it was. I saw a bald head. I thought it was actually Scott. uh, And then I looked at to see who it was. It was Cal Ripken Jr. Pretty cool, though. I mean, I never got to see him play baseball, but at least I got to see him read a portion of the Bible. That's what they do, right? Is it the Bible? What is it?
2: It's biblical stuff. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was cool, though. I like the idea of it. I like that they had the celebrities come and read it. I think it makes it way more interesting. Um, I'm not really into that kind of like choir stuff, but there's something about the holidays that makes me like it. Like, I don't know. You hear that music and it just like gets you in the spirit. It's something um, about Christmas music. Yeah. Chris. It, it, like, yes, yeah, because you're right.
3: Gospel music, choir music. Not a big fan, no. but that Christmas music, mm-hmm. yeah, it
1: gives me the feels all over. Not like we're doing the history on it, but in that at that pavilion, um, inside, it was the voices of liberty. I guess it is. Uh, yeah, I, I got to hear them sing while I was like sleeping on the floor in there, waiting for <laughs> waiting for uh, the show to start or something like that. And uh, it's like beautiful, and it's like I would eleven months out of the year I'd hate it, but that one month, there's just something about it. Yeah, there's just something about it. Uh, I auditioned for Voices of Liberty. Fun fact, did you? Is that oh, why? really? That's why you're guesting on our podcast, now, Exactly. It, didn't, it, go it, it well. didn't go so well. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though. Is it a? Uh, is it like a rigorous uh, audition? I feel like it would be pretty serious. No, it, it's actually not. Really? I mean, the
3: well, that's weight, what happens to you? Don't get called back. Yeah. <laughs> the wait time is rigorous. I mean, I I was right. there for three hours. Oh my god! Uh, so, because every Tom, Dick, and Harry is there auditioning, and and the problem is they may be looking for one soprano. Uh, but you don't know that they don't tell you what the <laughs> that sucks so you've got because you know the if they if they're interested in you they'll kind of keep you know maybe they'll they'll put you in shows or maybe they'll keep you wow. for you know, they'll keep your information for a, another opening but you go up you sing your song and
1: they look at you and if they say okay thanks that's all we need you're done you didn't mm-hmm. make it wow so uh you know excuse my ignorance i don't know a lot about uh music but so like in that instance like if you're not italian from new jersey they don't even want they don't they don't even want you That's the thing, too, Chris. Sometimes it's not even
3: about, like, the singing. It's if you don't look the Disney part, you don't get considered. Wow. I missed the joke.
2: (laughs) You said they're looking for a soprano. (laughs) Okay, that was funny. funny. Um,
3: But what's more intense than that, Chris, I auditioned for Disney shows and i went in for a singing audition and the the girl that i was dating at the time she's like oh let's do the dance auditions well she's a dancer and the first thing they say is if you are a singer who can move leave now this is not the audition for you this is for dancers and i'm like oh i took three years of dance i got this i did not have this it was (laughs) awful and like when it was my turn to be up front I pretended like I was sick and I ran out the door and did not return. It was they <laughs> they taught you the routine in about 2 minutes and it was like okay and go. Oh gosh.
1: So it you re- you really awful. need to know what you're doing.
3: Yeah, yeah. When when Disney says you
2: need to be a dancer, you need to be a dancer. I didn't know that the whole festival actually started in Magic Kingdom, not as a festival but like as a gathering. Yeah. Like I was not aware of that. And then it got moved over to Epcot, which makes sense cuz Epcot has all that free space, you know, cuz there's a lot of empty space in Epcot cuz it stinks. So it makes sense um well, that there was the a Magic Kingdom to
3: an asbestos leak and people are still going to go there. Where at Epcot, you have to draw people there.
2: Exactly, you exactly, you have to draw people in there. You're right about that. Can we get that on a t-shirt? Scott, Epcot has to draw people there. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the candlelight Processional, the Festival of the Holidays' main attraction is its food. Holiday kitchens take the places of the booths found in other three festivals and feature a variety of holiday dishes themed around individual countries. Of course, no December festival will be complete without cookies, and the Festival of the Holidays is no exception. Featuring the Holiday Cookie Stroll, guests with a festival passport pay for the right to purchase five individual cookies around the World Showcase Lagoon out of the eight that are offered. With each individual cookie purchased, a matching stamp can be earned, and once all the stamps are placed in the passport, guests can show the stamps for a special prize. Each country also features individual decorations, storytellers, and entertainment. Mexico features Las Posadas dancers, and festive mariachi music during the Fiesta de Navidad. The story features a young Mexican girl named Pepita, who gathers weeds that magically transform into puncetas during a Christmas miracle. In Norway, guests can delight in watching the mischievous Barn Santa visit storytellers secret, who tell the tale of how children lay out warm porridge for Jelenissa, the Christmas gnome. Guests can travel to China to view lion dancers celebrating the Lunar New Year and Lantern Festival, driving away evil spirits and bringing good luck to the visitors. A German Christmas includes the origin of such traditions as the Christmas tree, the Advent calendar, and even the legend of the Nutcracker. The Italy pavilion features La Buffina, the kind-hearted witch who visits children on January 6th, the Epiphany, and she tells guests the story of the three kings following a star to Bethel. A taste of home exists for American guests at the American Adventure, with an enormous Christmas tree, lights, and Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus awaiting. Strangely enough, the Voices of Liberty become the Dickens' carolers, themed after the British version of Christmas, performing in the Pavilion's Rotunda. Traditions of Hanukkah and Kwanzaa are represented as well. So, it's interesting— I actually follow some of these Norwegian customs,
3: a little bit different. And I didn't even know that, Um, you know, they, they, they lay out the warm porridge for you, I leave out a bowl of warm boxed wine
1: for Chris, (laughs) the gnome. And it's, it's much appreciated too. Not a lot of people uh, know those customs. So I really do appreciate you uh, for always remembering to do that, Scott. Um, (laughs) But but you don't meant to say Chris, the podcast gnome, but I messed up the joke. I was so
3: nervous. So, it, it, you know, they talk about the the highlight being the food. I'm so glad that food is starting to get its 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 due uh, respect. As a as a fat guy, <laughs> I love the Disney food, and I it warmed my heart and my stomach to see an episode of Behind the Attractions that was all focused on the food. And it was one like, of my favorite episodes to because it's
1: the food. <laughs> that's my attraction.
3: Um, <laughs> You know, everybody thinks about, you know, Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and all these amazing rides and and shows like the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. <laughs> but the the food is like the highlight of the trip because there's there's so much themed experience. And and that's what Disney does so well with these uh, with these festivals is is the food themed to what they're doing. And it's uh, I just love that the food is getting absolutely speaking about food.
1: I love Barn Santa in Norway has yeah. nothing to do with food, but I really wanted to segue to Barn Santa. <laughs> Have you looked at photos of Barn Santa? I just put one in the chat uh, for our Patreon members. He's, he's just so a He's a mischievous little Santa. Well, yeah, he's a little Santa. I think I could audition for Barn Santa and get the part. I kind of, oh, yeah. I could, I definitely fit the mold of Barn Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like I live in a barn. Um, he's little, carries around a, uh, um, a cane, which I need. I I really think that I could be him. I watched some videos on him, and he's just up to no good, which I love. He's just uh, (laughs) he's like the Jack Frost. But speaking of Barn Santa and all these just different customs, that was my favorite thing about going around. Uh, It's actually a lie. My favorite thing about going around was the cookies. My second favorite was the seeing the different Santas. But the cookies, I looked up what uh, because I went in 2018. I looked up the cookie stroll. I only had like two cookies. I had the peppermint sugar cookie. And I had the black and white cookie. The black and white cookie was out of this world. Loved it. Um, d- d- at the end, <laughs> if you get all the cookies, they give you like a little thing of milk. I'm like, I just don't. I don't know. There's something about just being in the Florida heat all day. I just milk is the last thing that I want to be drinking.
3: There's not really Florida heat. Oh, are you Chris. serious,
2: guy? It's been it has been very warm. Wh- when when like, was three it days warm? ago it was Within warm. The high
3: was 71 today. A couple days a couple ago, ago. It was warm. That, not warm enough where I where you would well, turn I like down milk. out all day walking and stuff.
1: I don't want milk. I, like, milk I want delicious. milk when I'm sitting at my table eating a cookie. Like I don't want it like after like walking around all day. Listen, I'm a big milk guy. Love milk.
3: Um, <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny? Chris loves Disney so much that he he went in 2018 to do the cookie stroll, and he hasn't stopped <laughs> eating cookies
1: <laughs> since. Point that 2018 out, actually. <laughs> my therapist said the same thing. This like. I don't know. I was there December 26th at Magic Kingdom, the day after Christmas. Yes, it was busy, but it's just so nice. Like it's so beautiful. The ice castle, which they had back then, the Christmas tree. It's like when you're waiting for five hours to get a cookie, you just like look around. It's like, oh my gosh, at all the garland? It's like they just hypnotize you into liking to wait.
2: Yeah, okay. So, so Scott, you said it's not very hot. It's not it's not cold enough or, for milk or hot enough for milk. You said it's not hot enough. The high on a Christmas day is 30, 73 degrees.
1: Yes, this year seventy three is milk.
3: That's not milk you weather for me. I'm
2: not like not, I'm not No, I'm
1: not hanging out outside drinking milk in seventy three. If you, you stand weather. in the
2: sun at seventy three degrees and drink milk, that is not going to be good for nah, you. Nah, it's weird. It's weird. I fifties. Like if I'm
1: outside in the fifties, I like crave some milk. Whoa, fifties. Why are you outside in the fifties? That's milk. You're a death it, wish. That's milk drinking <laughs> weather, Alex. And get, just try and get yeah, frostbite <laughs> no the milk the milk pa- like gives me strength <laughs> to not uh to not get hurt <laughs> cold. so okay, chris you said you know you you love yes. the ice
3: castle yeah. and the and the, the mm-hmm. you know the garland and all that mm-hmm. okay real quick uh i'd love to hear your rankings of the four orlando disney parks for
1: the holiday decorations.
3: disney parks the the four Disney parks, the four
1: Walt Disney okay. World parks. Uh, last is Animal Kingdom. Um, don't even think that Christmas belongs at Animal Kingdom. Number one's got to be uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, Main Street USA is amazing. The Ice Castle, mm-hmm. which they don't do anymore, I don't think. Uh, it was amazing. Um, then there is Epcot is number three for me because I love Hollywood Studios, like... 1920s decorations the tinsel and stuff like that and that could easily like that could actually be number one for me but magic kingdom is just um it's just something so special about it but the man hollywood studios is so cool that with all that tinsel everywhere and all those retro decorations what about you guys chris chris i'm 100 with you <sighs> that is my exact ranking where
3: on any given day i could switch <sighs> magic kingdom and it's hollywood studios so, so good for different um, reasons yeah, the the music is what really ties it ties it in for me in Hollywood Studios. I love Hollywood Studios at Christmas. Magic Kingdom, I hate that park. Uh but I I do like going there around Christmas because it's just Hollywood Studios gorgeous.
1: remembers its identity during the holidays. I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
3: 100%. 100%. Well, I think they all do. I mean, I I've never noticed the Christmas music at Epcot to be honest with you. Like I would I would Epcot is definitely a hard number three, yeah, three point yeah. five for me, uh, because Animal Kingdom I think does Christmas yeah. okay, and it's just in the main entrance. But the music really does it for me, where it's very you know mm-hmm. African kind of Christmas. I know I that's what I'm saying. Kwanzaa, like it doesn't even feel right but, in
1: in <laughs> in Magic or Animal Kingdom, right? But yeah, but they do a good job. But
3: Hollywood Studios for sure. Alex, what about you? What's your actually? I'd ranking? have to
2: agree, except that it would go uh, Animal Kingdom than Epcot. So Epcot would be last. Because you just hate Epcot. Correct. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But I I agree. Um, Magic Kingdom is nostalgia classic, but Hollywood Studios is definitely I think, especially when they had the the lights, uh, the Osborne lights, that would have that right there made Hollywood Studios almost better than Magic Kingdom. But yes. once I got rid of that, I agree. That puts it over the that, edge. Like,
3: I miss them not oh having it. Oh my gosh. The, my uh, wife is just Osborne saying how she wishes lights. they had it so we can
2: bring their kids to see it. But they'll never see it.
3: Probably well, moved it to Gintush's, should look into actually
2: looking to go in there. Can't, you, can't people just go there and donate money, right, by going in? Yeah, we, don't you, we, used, don't, to
1: have, we used to have the guy on the
2: podcast, yeah. so you could yeah, probably reach it. out to him. Continuing around the World Showcase Pavilion, visitors to the Japanese Pavilion can delight in the festivities of the Japanese New Year and the national good luck charm the Doruma doll, which is used to make a wish and is modeled after a Buddhist monk. Morocco includes tales of many Morocco festivals, referred to as the spice of life, and involves such important celebrations as the Olive Festival, the Roast Festival, the Almond Festival, and Ramadan. Between Morocco and France, storyteller Zachary discusses the legends and songs of Hanukkah. The French iteration of Santa Claus Pierre Noël, is just one of the many festive elements of the France Pavilion, which also includes the crèche, a nativity scene, and even the bouche de Noël, a chocolate rolled cake that resembles a Yule log. The United Kingdom includes another version of Santa Claus, Father Christmas, specifically made to resemble the ghost of Christmas present from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and he tells the story of how Christmas cards and mistletoes began in the UK. Finally, the Canada Pavilion features Canadian holiday voyagers performing upbeat holiday music perfect for getting any guests into the holiday spirit. World Showcase isn't the only part of Epcot hosting holiday festivities, though. The Odyssey Pavilion includes a more detailed visit with Santa Claus compared to those in World Showcase, with an ornate backdrop and cards a guest can give him to remind him of their Christmas wishes. Spaceship Earth has special holiday-themed projection shows each year featuring Disney's newest films, and Living with the Land has received a holiday overlay each year since 2019 that includes colorful wreaths, twinkling lights, and Mickey-themed reindeer heads in the greenhouses that look spellbinding at night. There's even an Olaf-themed scavenger hunt around the world showcase for children that costs $9.99. And guests who complete their mission can earn a Frozen-themed cookie cutter. Although the Festival of the Holidays is more traditional and repetitive each year compared to Epcot's other three festivals, its park-wide incorporation and festive traditions truly make it a comforting experience, sure to bring any Grinch or Scrooge into the holiday spirit. So, it's and, for you, Alex yeah i wouldn't say that <laughs> so maybe that's a fly at the have end you
3: there. seen have you seen the as chris would say the uh, layover <laughs> over at uh, i at have the land? i have yeah i love it I, I, it's so subtle but it's one of my favorite uh overlays especially the reindeer it's heads So neat.
1: i don't remember seeing the reindeer heads i don't re- th- those were Permanent props from the hunting scene. <laughs> the, um, yeah, living with the land is one of my favorite rides. Anyway, so just having that, the the coolest yeah. thing is all you don't those, get wet. You don't get wet. Spoiler alert for anybody: uh, you don't get wet. The in the tunnel at the end when they put the Christmas lights in there. Yes. that I, I love that. Yes. Um, yeah. Right before you, or it's right before or after you see all like the old VHS tape recordings they have of the people around the
2: world. <laughs> it's like, please update
1: that. <laughs> Come on. What are they doing? Just
2: update it. Oh,
1: well, they're not charging enough for the cookies, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good layover. good layover. Um, So when you do visit, what is your favorite pavilion to visit for the holiday festivities? Ooh. Because... I don't know. Um, France is looking pretty good with its uh, food, but also UK. I I ate there for I, like when I said it, I used to eat there all the time. So we ate in uh Ch- we ate in um China. We ate in UK for breakfast. We had German f- The German food is so good. Uh, we ate in Japan one year as well. Uh, UK was pretty fun. UK is a sneaky good pavilion.
3: Yeah, I, I would think that UK because I love like old Christmas, like the old yeah. Charles Dickens, the uh, the you know tradis traditional Saint Nick, you know, um, their Father Christmas, whatever. I
1: love old English mm-hmm. Christmas, and so I think like that that really. Yeah, does I'm it for with me. you on this. Uh, UK kind of cheating because it's like twenty different countries in one, uh, not twenty, but shit, might as well be. Um, love charles dickens and all that stuff it right near me right across the bridge in philly they have uh this macy's that does a light show every year one of those really like, really really dumb like almost like the water pageant like one of those light shows it's just it's anyway the top floor of macy's has a charles dickens walkthrough and emily and i do that every couple years um and it's really cool because it's just like those old animatronics i feel like i'm in disney because it's like it's themed so well but i, I love that feel in the uk um I'm trying to think of the other place. I, I really just like walking by and seeing the statues of the Santa Clauses in each pavilion. Uh, that that's one of my favorite things to do.
2: Sounds sounds so romantic.
1: Yeah. It is. Like I, me, me and my wife kissed in front of Bauschnickel. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: me and my wife met at the first uh, performance of Christmas
1: Carol by Charles really? Dickens. We were there wow that's yeah. really touching i don't remember the spaceship earth holiday theme projection so okay this caught me off guard too because i was thinking uh-huh. overlay
3: it's just the on projections the on the ball they project things onto the ball with the music yeah usually lasers it's not it's I've not like the, that uh,
2: it's not like the you know, castle
3: it's not like the mapping they're the the map uh, projections or whatever—it's—it's it's just like more
1: lasers. Uh, and stuff. I might have seen a snowflake uh, or something on there. I don't know. Yes, yeah, something like yeah. that. It no, now it just lights up in their colors. It. Yeah. Oh, the, the new lights are amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the new lights are amazing.
3: I can't. I'm going on Friday. Perfect timing. To I do know this you episode. messaged us. <laughs> so he goes. I'm glad um, I'm doing this a
2: week like right before I go.
3: Yeah. Three <laughs> days before I'm going. Uh, But I can't wait to see the new Future World, you know, uh, CommuniCore area uh, with the burnt out lights already. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah.
2: And then now that we've talked about it, I'm going to have to pay attention to the festival. Well, well, Scott, what we could do is maybe right here, we'll insert a little audio clip of you telling us how you how it was. Scott, I'm glad you had a good time.
1: I'll send it right with my hidden Mickey. All right. Speaking of hidden Mickey's.
0: Hey guys, this is your guest Hidden Mickey expert of the week, Ryan. Not the young, cool one named RJ, the older guy that was on last week's episode. I heard Scott was going to be on the episode this week. Kind of funny, considering the fact that I'm doing a Hidden Mickey here. Scott said he was going to do Hidden Mickeys, and then that lasted for a solid two episodes. It still lasted longer than my arguments about why Collie River Rapids is bad, though. We're talking about the hidden mickeys for the Festival of the Holidays in Epcot, and certainly I could talk about some of the hidden mickeys that are hidden in different Christmas trees or on different booths that change from year to year, so I really wanted to focus simply on the gingerbread houses that are present there, specifically the American-themed gingerbread houses, just to really hone in on something that tends to be the same from year to year. As you're looking at the Gingerbread Capitol Building, take a note at who's on top of it. It's just like Mickey Mouse. Additionally, as you're looking around the decorations on the Lincoln Memorial, take note of some of the holly leaves. Next, as you're looking at the piece of groundwork that's near the structure of the reflection pool near the MLK monument, take a note of three of the bushes there that seem to form three circles next to each other. Additionally, as you're looking around the gingerbread Christmas tree there. Look at some of the decorations on it. You might just know a familiar figure. Well, I'm also giving you some hidden Mickeys, I did want to quickly apologize for some of my horrible comments about Mary Poppins in the past. Additionally, I've gotten a little bit worked up about the Muppets before. The Muppets really aren't that cool. I'm sorry for my past actions. And finally, there's some really weird homeless looking guy running around who is claiming to be me. I can let you know that this version and only this version is the real me. Anyways, thanks for listening uh, to thanks, these Ryan. Hidden wow. Plains. Uh, RJ?
3: We'd like to celebrate all uh, Hidden Mickey's gingerbread houses, but mostly the American ones.
1: Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The Las Posadas dancers in the Mexico Pavilion tell a story that can be seen in the Mary Blair animated Las Posadas segment of the Three Caballeros.
2: The last candlelight processional speaker at Magic Kingdom was James Earl Jones.
1: Numerous gingerbread versions of
3: American landmarks can be seen in the World Showplace Exhibition Pavilion, including a gingerbread version of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I I remember that. (laughs) That was such a funny... (laughs) This is a segment. If you don't know, what we're that talking was about, hilarious. We're, no, I know we, we exactly a, what you're talking about. We're talking about, we look up, if you haven't looked it up, look up Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial uh, Gingerbread. Oh, oh I uh, did. I did. After that episode. Sight. Quite a sight.
1: The Daruma doll seen in the Japan pavilion involves Japanese children painting the left pupil of the doll as they make their wish. If the wish comes true, they paint in the right pupil as well. And if you'd like to learn more
3: about the Disney Gingerbread Houses, listen to episode 186 of we the Biz His Podcast. The Festival
2: of the Holidays is an incredible way to learn about how a multitude of countries celebrate winter holidays, from Christmas to Hanukkah and beyond. From delicious wintry foods to entertaining storytellers, this festival is unique in its focus on an individual time of year and the traditions associated with it. And although it is likely the least remembered of the four Epcot festivals, it's certainly one not to be missed. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to magicallyscenta.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There's a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, manor blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit magicallyscinda.com and use promo code DIZHIS20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three Cheeky Chicks. That's three cheeky chicks at magicalcasa.com. Promo code is HIS twenty. That's three cheeky chicks at magicalcasa.com.
3: Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time, but I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop. You get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you, these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly, or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun, and I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, DizHis.com, and click on the Goof Troop link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. You get all this access, and it's worth it. Trust me, dishiz.com, click on the Goof Troop link.
2: Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com, or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Disney Cruise is no ordinary vacation. It's an adventure, a fairy tale, a dream. Step aboard and discover where favorite Disney characters meet fun for the whole family. Where total rest and relaxation meet the ultimate escape and excitement. Where a dream vacation meets a magical cruise. Only on Disney Cruise Line. Where magic
0: meets the sea. To book your magical Disney Cruise Line vacation, go to sandpipervacations.com today.
1: Scott,
3: what did you do this week in Disney? Uh nothing. <laughs> no, I um you know, I I've I once I finished Loki, I really haven't been on Disney Plus. I know I'm gonna start I'm gonna start the Santa Claus season two. Yeah, uh, like did you like the first season? So I to start that because too. I loved,
0: I I loved the first it. Okay, season. I thought it was Santa great. Claus
3: is
2: one of my favorite
3: Christmas movies. Yeah, so um so, and yeah, the third so, one, sorry I got interview,
2: but uh, I was at work and they watched Santa Claus and I was nerding up like there's elves throughout the movie in the beginning of the film. And they're like, "What?" I was like, "There's elves in the, beginning of the movie before he even becomes Santa Claus." Like, what are you talking about? So like as the movie's going, I'm like, there's an elf here, there's an elf here, there's an elf here, there's an <laughs> elf here. Huh. That's
3: interesting. Um you no, know, one thing that's really cool that my wife and I started a couple months ago is we once a month do Disney Ooh. dining date night and we we pick a resort and go oh, to cool. their restaurant so yeah it's been a lot of fun because i haven't really done the resort uh dining and i don't i'm not a big table service guy when i'm at the park so i right. just want to do quick service and yeah. keep moving on with my day so it's been really really neat we've gone to um boma obviously we've done um flying fish over at the boardwalk boat rights over at uh Port Orleans riverside then we did Citricos at Grand Floridian, Toledo's at Coronado Springs, and uh Kona Cafe at um Do you have any ones that you didn't like? Um, no. Now my wife didn't necessarily okay. love Kona, but what's really neat about Kona is the entire experience. We go there for dinner and then we grab a drink, sit on the beach, and watch uh, the fireworks cool. of Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, that great. was really neat um citricos which is one of disney's signature Mm -hmm. signature dining the food was good the service was was good it to me it wasn't that signature dining i think i was i think there was too many kids around to be honest with you and i'm not one of those like oh there's too many kids around yeah but there were too many kids around and so it kind of took me out of the whole signature dining Um, flying fish, signature dining as well. Very good. My favorite, and I've now been there twice since we started this whole thing, is Toledo's on top of yeah, Coronado Springs. It should be signature. That food is amazing. It's it's more of like a tapas style. I love tapas. But man, like, yeah, we their their main thing is like the uh it's the chef's chef's creation or whatever. And so we'll split the appetizer, order one other appetizer. My wife doesn't eat beef, so it comes with a ribeye. So obviously, she's not eating that. So she'll order like the scallops and all that. And it's like wow. a 30 ounce ribeye. And it is amazing. I mean, it gives you a mouth chasm and um, the signature dessert. But the really neat thing, Chris, is it's at the top of Coronado Springs. So the lounge area, as you're waiting to get called, there's a balcony. Oh, you can go I know balcony, what you're talking you can about. See yeah. all of Hollywood Studios. Yep. Then to your right you can see Animal Kingdom and uh, I mean pretty much just Everest. You can see Blizzard Beach. And then if you look over to your That's left, awesome. you can see Epcot. And it is an amazing wow. view.
1: You'll have to take me there.
3: I would leave your wife I at will.
1: home the one time and then just take me out for the, <laughs> the date
3: night. Well, do you know what I think what we should do mm-hmm. the next time you're town, we'll go to Universal and we'll make six PM reservations. Why would we at, do uh, it any other way? You're buying I'm brilliant there. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that place is expensive uh i think that's it you know i took my mother-in-law to disney springs we did some uh uh christmas shopping i love disney springs this time of year uh went to Paradiso 37 which was awful i served my mother-in-law asbestos oh. um yeah mm. I, I would not recommend um and it, you know my recommendation it's the holiday season if you're dining at disney make yep, reservations that would make sense uh, Yeah, make reservations because you're yeah, not going to sure. be able to walk in unless you're going to a landry restaurant and have a landry ah, that's and, right that's right people good. forget that but yeah uh, and then you know i'm going to epcot on uh on wednesday oh i've been going to uh hollywood studios every two weeks with uh with lewis and sarah for, lewis from the nerd archive podcast and sarah from the new new friends podcast that's been a lot of fun to spend a couple hours there. Uh, do the Rise of the Resistance, Tower of Terror, and uh, Indiana Jones. That's awesome. And call yeah, it yeah. sounds like a
1: lot of fun. I always get jealous when I see pictures of you guys. Yep, <laughs> I know. That's why I post them. Oh, Chris, what did you do? This I week finished at uh, probably actually what's turned to be one of my favorite comic book runs uh, so far in my comic book journey. It was the Ultimates, um, which with uh, Jonathan Hickman started off the story. I don't know if he wrote it towards the end. No, he he um, he wrote it until. I'm not sure. Maybe issue 10 ish, uh, really, really cool. Um, I love seeing my, like one of my new favorite things is reading these comics and seeing the inspiration in the movies. So you can see that they pulled inspiration, uh, in all these different, uh, movies that we've, that we've watched over the past, however many years, but this one, uh, it actually ended with, uh, Kang and Mr. Well, Mr. Fantastic is the villain throughout the series, but, um, Kang is uh, is one of the main villains at the end. and At the very end of the run, which is 30 issues, they tease Galactus. So I'm really excited to get into the next series of Galactus, as the villain. And side note, Alex, you'll find this interesting. A lot of the comics that I've been reading, a lot of these ultimate comics, a lot of the variant covers are uh, Marvel snap cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like they took it from the uh, the covers of these, like the Galactus, the gold Galactus that I know you, you've you seen before. Yeah, that's one of the old that's one of the ultimate comics. Um, but yeah, the, the this one's really good. Uh, Sean, who is uh, Nick from Sandpiper's Husband, turned me on to the Ultimates, And I have I, I can't stop reading this like universe of uh, of Marvel comics. It's it's so, so good. Alex, what did you do this week in Disney?
2: I um, I did a bit actually went to Disney this week uh we went to uh hollywood studios uh took my mother-in-law there she hasn't been in hollywood studios in forever uh so we went there with my kids and then my brother-in-law and his kid and uh it was fun we hung out there we went on saw frozen first thing we did with it there we had the frozen uh show which is your one of your favorites right it's so good it's so good It was so funny um scott you love the frozen sing-along correct I do like it.
3: I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. It, it's a great show. Um, it's funny, but I have I I, I hate anything that I, I shouldn't say I hate. I strongly dislike anything that's replaced an opening uh, old school what, uh, American Idol, and that was the whole.
1: No, that was, was American Central Idol, Television, right? Where they did like they turned screen. into American What's Idol, that? right? The American Idol experience. It turned what into what was Doug the American Live? Idol experience then? What is that now? I thought that was where that is. I've never been. So I don't know. I think that's so so I think that at
3: some point became the American Idol experience, Uh, either that or commissary, because commissary used to be who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, okay. And then I think who wants to be a millionaire turned into American Idol. But I'm not sure. I I, I never saw American Idol, but I, I miss the superstar television. So I Frozen's good, but.
2: So we saw mm. Frozen. We met Mickey and Minnie, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> we got there pretty early, so we were able to get in there really well and get the, you know, fast and whatnot. And then we uh, went on Runaway Railway, which we were super oh. excited to go on because my kids have been on before, but they wanted to go on it again. Nice. Uh, we went to take my mother-in-law because she hasn't been there forever, so she's never been on a trackless ride, period. Oh. So this is her first trackless ride. She's never driven a car? Uh, no, never driven a car. Wow. Day oh, good for her. And uh, so we went and it was a long line because, you know, we had to wait for our fellow guests, our family members to get there. They came a little later. So by the time we got got in line, it was pretty long, like an hour and a half, almost two Ooh. hour wait. Very long wait. Uh, what made it more fun is when we got on the ride and the first turn to get into the first room, uh, all the lights come on and the vehicle shut off. No. And, uh, they said, hey, uh. Cast uh, member be by quickly, quickly to pick you up, and oh, uh, we got evac. You got evac. Uh, oh, I've never been evac on a Disney. So ride we were I evacuated, but we were at the entrance. We didn't have to, very far to go. Uh, but yeah, they brought uh, a stool over and they helped us out of our vehicles, and then we walked. And then if you if you go when you first enter Mickey's Runaway Railway and you enter that first room is kind of like a garden um, on the right. You can the that's the walkway. You go in between the the um bushes to walk out and uh, uh it was uh it was a little interesting it was cool. fun and then they gave us a uh you know a fast pass for later to use a different so genie plus lightning lane lightning yeah, lane so later we went back on making run away which we used the lightning lane pass and it still took about half an hour to get on cuz everyone was using it so the line was out the door oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. we eventually rode that we went on.
3: Sorry, you know what's really cool about mm-hmm. Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway? Railway? Yes. there's hidden Mickey's everywhere. It's to the to the point that it's not really hidden Mickey's. There's hidden Plutos. The hidden Plutos ah. are super fun to find. There's a Pluto in every. I haven't scene, looked for those. But yeah, like, oh, it's super fun. Some of them are really to hard that. to find. Like, and it's 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 in the cartoon. Oh, cool. and the, one of them is animatronic. But yeah, it's uh, so it's not like a Pluto head. It's, it's an obvious Pluto, but you can't always see him because he's a uh, second in he, a window. Uh, oh,
2: I, I, I did see a Pluto in a window. So I did see one of those. Um, okay. Uh, um, I'm not. I did see it. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, um, then we went to uh, Toy Story Mania, which was a super long wait. It was so long. I swear, there was like a five-minute window where our line didn't move and Lightning Lane just like continuously moved. For like five solid minutes, maybe 10. It was insane. Wow. Um, So that was a super long wait. I, it was – I mean that was our whole day right there. Mickey Runaway Railway and Toy Story Mania. That was our whole entire day pretty much, which is insane.
3: That's why I get um, cheating plus.
2: So – but it was fun. That's a fun ride. Went over to our famous place to eat, which that is – spread- Oh, Dinosaurus Rex. That's not at Hollywood Studios. Oh, you're Hollywood Studios, so you went to Backlot Express. Backlot Express, yep, exactly. That's best place to my eat. My favorite. Um, it is. What'd you get? Uh I got chicken fingers and fries. Oh, dude. Nothing better than a good um
1: Disney chicken <laughs> finger meal. I got a I kids' right? meal.
2: I got kids' meal, my wife got kids' meal, and my kids got kids' meals. And so I ate, let me see, there's two chicken fingers per kids' meal. Uh so I ate four chicken fingers. Who gave you – that? you stole some? My kids didn't finish their chicken fingers. Ah, uh, smart. Awesome. Don't you love that? Oh, That's yeah. the best part of having kids. And, and also I ate probably half food. the fries. It's residual income. And then my wife was like, hey yes. – oh, And then my kid's like – you know, my daughter's like, oh, I want Sprite. Oh, okay, I got you Sprite. My do- my son's like, I want Coke. We got him Coke. And then he saw his his sister had Sprite. He's like, I want Sprite. I was like she- – my wife's like, can you go get him Coke? I said, sure. Drink, chugged his Sprite, filled it with Coke, went back. My wife's like, did you give me Coke? I was like, oh, yeah, here's your Coke. She's like, oh, no, no, I want a root beer. Oh, chugged her Coke, went back, got her root beer. Yeah, no problem. I was like, I drank so much soda (laughs) on the walk back and forth. Uh, It was amazing. (laughs) Um, And then we went, we actually did go on um, Star Tours, which I haven't been on forever. I've been on Star Tours in so long. Nice. Um, The kids like that? My daughter didn't go on. My son loved it. Oh, yeah. I could see him like that. My son loved it.
1: You know, Star Tours was one of my least favorites, and it's sneakily
3: becoming one of the best rides there because of how different it is. I every saw Lando Calrissian
2: for the first time. That's, That's cool. cool. That's yes. a
1: cool
3: one. I lose my mind when there's someone yeah. that I've never seen before, and uh, you know, uh, Yoda yeah. is a fun one, or or but every every experience is different unless they're trying to pump right, out certain right, content right. because they'll do that sometimes like if a new movie's coming out or or show and they really want to gain some excitement they use it as a marketing tool But yeah. even so it's the first time i've seen it it's so much better than the old star tours which was the same thing over and over and over that's, and over and over
1: yeah and over that's over crazy over, I, yeah. I can't believe that's the first time you ever seen yoda you should really check out some of those early star wars movies they're
2: pretty good alex what else do you do um other than that, that's about all we did. Honestly, we do we went on those four rides, four attractions, and uh that's about it. That was our day. And then we left and we got some dinner and went home. Got home at a reasonable time. We got home by like, I think like eight thirty. Like it was a we got home at a reasonable time. It was a fun day. I definitely enjoyed it. Um definitely was hot. I saw people in sweaters and I didn't know how they were in sweaters. Yeah, I don't it was, get it. It was so hot uh at, at the park. It was supposed to be cold that day and it ended up being Saturday. Which day was and this? It ended up being pretty warm if you're in the sun. Oh no, yeah. it was hot this weekend. It was like yep. cold on Friday. Yeah. Saturday Sunday, it was hot, Monday. and then yeah. very cold yesterday. Um. But yeah, haven't been to Hollywood Studios forever. Probably won't go back till next year. <laughs> oh my god! It <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> it did take me a second. <laughs> and that is our week in Disney. Next week on Diz His, uh, we're going to have the podfather, Remy, on to help us go over the history of babes in Toyland. This 1961 movie was not the original version of the film. And in fact, the story was originally adapted in 1934 with comedians Stan Laurel and and Oliver Hardy. So I can't wait to have the podfather. And if you don't know who the podfather is, some of you may not. Uh, it's Remy from Remy's Roundtable, a podcast that talks about Orlando Parks as well. And uh, if you don't listen to give it a try. And uh, we call him the Podfather because he kind of got this ragtag group of friends together. He made no new friends and is his uh, the family it is now. Uh, so we call him the Podfather.
1: So thank you guys for listening, and Scott, thank you so much for joining us and listening to Alex and I and inserting your commentary. Meaning, thank you for guessing today.
3: Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Uh, being on here, uh, the pleasure <laughs> is all yours.
1: <laughs> it's always great having you on. Uh, we'll be sure to have you on for the next festival. Um, and then I don't know what else we'll have you on for, Scott. You're uh, you're running out of expertise here. You're a festival expert. I don't. Once upon a time. I don't think that's a Once upon a, festival, a time. But we'll think about it. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much. Uh, check out me and Scott, and uh, you've heard Sarah before, too, and Nick on the uh, No New Friends podcast. Uh, warning, it is uh, for adults. Don't listen to it in the car with your kids. If it comes on after diz his, pause it, listen to it when your kids are asleep. It's a really fun podcast about adulting, though. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode week's episode of the dis his podcast if you haven't heard enough of us head over to our patreon which you can find in our link tree which i described how to find in the beginning of the episode um you can join our goof troop and hear a lot more of the episode we've been recording for like almost two hours now i feel like and you are only hearing an hour of it uh, there's a lot of not safe for work content in there that'll be marked as such on our patreon so if you're into that kind of stuff you can hear that but um our Goof Troop membership also comes with access to our Discord where you get to talk to us as well as the rest of our community. A really good group of people who talk Disney every day. Every single day we share pictures of coffee, we share pictures of Disney and everything in between.
2: Yeah, it's so, awesome because when uh, when one of our Goof Troop goes to the parks, it's like we all go to the parks. It's true. They're constantly true. updating us and telling us about how our, their day was. Yep. I do I did I do Where is Alex if I ever go to the parks? You know, I took the photo in front of uh guest, guest services in front of Hollywood Studios and everyone instantly knew where I was even though yeah, I it wasn't I really a hard on this week. It, it, wasn't don't think a hard it was one hard. I thought That wasn't no, that easy.
1: It definitely was an animal kingdom. It definitely wasn't. It's just like you can you can narrow it down. We're Disney experts here, Alex. That's so I true. Don't know who you're trying to guess. you have to like show a picture of the sidewalk next time. I got something I got to find something
2: more less yeah. detailed. Yeah.
1: And you got to stop telling people where you're going to be the day before too. I think that doesn't happen <laughs> <anything> either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> podcast the week before yeah I, but definitely did not do that
1: <laughs> that's the his on epcot's festival of the holidays i'm chris i'm alex thanks I'm for Scott. listening and have a magical week